Hi, I'm Dr. Tamitha Scove, the space weather woman, and you are listening to audio from my video forecast. So when I reference something to look at or to watch, if you want to see it, just visit my YouTube channel or check it out at spaceweatherwoman.com. And now, here is your forecast. We have three Earth-directed solar storms on their way that could bring us some aurora, and some big flare players return to Earth view from the sun's far side. Those stories and more in the news this week. Space weather this week is picking up in a big way. As we take a look at our Earth-facing disk, we have a ton of active regions and filaments in Earth view. In fact, we're watching this filament very carefully as it begins to rotate through the Earth strike zone. Another filament that we're watching very carefully has been this one right here. You'll see this one erupt as well as this uh, filament, which actually is a prominence on the east limb uh, on the 20th. Watch this and you'll see a big Earth-directed solar storm being launched. Wait for it whoosh right there did you see that and did you see that structure going to the southwest of earth that tells us that we're definitely getting an earth directed solar storm in fact as we take a look at our coronagraphs you can see the big halo that comes off here it's a partial halo most of it looks like it's going southeast of earth but you can get a northern section here so it does look like this is kind of a two-parter and we'll talk more about that and how, when that's going to impact earth in just a minute meanwhile as we keep our eyes on region 3559 whoosh did you see that that's yet another solar storm launch and it also looks like it's partially earth directed as we take a look at the coronagraph here you can see a big once again partial halo this time to the northeast as opposed to the southeast but nonetheless we have looks like three different solar storms that are on their way to earth and we'll talk more about those and what that means for aurora possibilities meanwhile we're also still watching this big filament as it transits the earth strike zone this filament if it launches here in the next 48 hours it could also be yet another earth directed solar storm so a lot of activity is in store for us and it looks like even more is going to be rotating into earth view over the next few days and as an update that filament we were watching, sure enough, it did erupt early on the 22nd. You can see it right there in a gorgeous display. And as we pull back into coronagraphs, you can see that is a massive structure, very dense structure, moving mainly southwest of Earth. And as we look at it again in difference images, you can see the details of that structure, including the blast wave. And that gives us a decent partial halo. You can see it lighting up there in green, kind of blinking on and off. And that green halo is showing that it is definitely a partial halo. We do have a chance of this structure hitting Earth. It will be a glancing blow. We don't have any model runs available at the time of this update, but preliminary estimates would be we could get a glancing blow late on the 25th into the 26th before things calm down. So Aurora photographers, once again, you're going to get another chance for Aurora. And I will give a briefing as soon as the models are available. Now, as we switch to our M-flare and Dayside radio blackout threat meter, you take a look at the X-ray flux. It is sitting uh, just above the seafloor, and that means that our solar flux is also staying nice and high. It's into the triple digits. Now, we haven't seen any uh, big M-class flares over this past week, but as you notice, right about the 20th, that X-ray flux begins to rise, and this is due to region 3559, which has become a big flare player. Now, we haven't 
haven't gotten any big flares from it yet, but the risk for R1 to R2 radio blackouts is definitely growing, and it will grow even more as some new regions rotate into Earth view. So amateur radio operators and emergency responders expect noise on the bands uh, on Earth's day side to remain pretty high. Now, switching to our solar storm conditions, we have actually been sitting around quiet to unsettled conditions over the last week or so. There hasn't been a lot going on. In fact, we've had some pockets of fast solar wind that have bumped us up to unsettled conditions, but then we drop back down to quiet conditions again. And that's pretty much been the way it's been pretty much all week. So Aurora photographers, luckily this is this dry spell is going to change here over the next 24 hours. We could easily pop up to storm levels, possibly G2, likely not going to hit G3 level storm, but we could easily see a G2. That means Aurora could come down as far south as mid latitudes. And we could, this could easily last over several days before things calm down because we do have three solar storms that could give us a bit of a bump up. So enjoy and make sure you keep your batteries charged. Now, taking a look at the set of solar storms that are on their way to Earth, we switch to our solar storm prediction model. Now, this is NOAA's version of the model. The top panel's density, the bottom panel's velocity, and you're looking down at the sun from the North Pole with Earth being off to the right. And now when we set this solar storm in, model in motion, you're going to see these two solar storms being launched. Look at them there. You can see the one that was northeast of us. That's the one that's going out this direction. And then you can see the main one that was going south, mostly southeast of Earth. But you can see as they hit Earth, according to NOAA, this should be basically uh, early to midday on the 22nd. It's not expected to be a really big impact, but it could be enough to bump us up to storm levels. Now, my impression is that this they're likely having this solar storm hit Earth just a little bit on the early side. I would expect it to be a little bit more uh, around midday. And we do have one more solar storm after this one. So expect that we're going to be storming easily at the end of the 22nd, end of the 23rd, possibly in the under the 24th before things really start calming down. Now, as we switch to NASA's version of the model, we're going to talk about both the, the first two storms that came out simultaneously and then the third storm that's going to that's coming out as well. So as we put this solar storm into motion, you can see the, the first two sets of solar storms coming out. Those are hitting Earth mainly uh, uh, around mid to late day on the 22nd, so very much in key with the uh, NOAA prediction model. But as we continue to take a look at this and we look at the, the third solar storm coming out, this is more of a glancing blow. So you can see it's going to pass by Earth a little bit before you actually get a bit of a glancing blow right here. In fact, when we take a look at the, Earth, at the impact footprint, it's definitely that third solar storm is going to be uh, mainly northeast of Earth, but we will get some kind of impact. If I were to let this model go, you'd see this wave wash over Earth, and that's easily going to be on the 23rd, maybe midday through late day, possibly into the 24th before things calm down. So what else does our sun have in store for us this week? Well, we can no longer use uh, stereo A imagery in order to take a look at the far side of the sun because stereo is looking at the same side of the sun as we are. So we have to do a simulated version by looking at AIA and HMI imagery of about two weeks ago to get an idea of the, the, the uh, regions that are lurking on the sun's far side. And as we take a look at these regions, do you remember this big cluster? This is that same cluster that I think two rotations ago gave us a 
a big X-class flare. Can you believe it? It's coming back again. And it looks like these regions are still managing to stay alive because as we take a look at the HMI helioseismology farsighted viewer, you can actually see these regions here as they rotate from the sun's day side, which is in the gray, to the sun's far side, which is in the gold. Look at the dark spots. Do you see them growing right here? Especially regions 3543, 3539, 3538, and 3540. Look at all this. These are very uh, big regions, so there's definitely a lot of activity uh, on the sun's far side, and it does look like region 3538, which you can see even up here in the corner here. This region is it's going to be rotating into Earth view here over uh, the next maybe two to three days with the rest of the crew rotating into Earth view probably in about three or four days from now. At least that's about where it starts. Region 3540 will take a few more days. We've still got almost a week for that region to rotate into Earth view. But my goodness, we definitely have those big flare players back. And so that means you amateur radio operators, you're definitely going to have to deal with more noise on the bands. Expect those radio blackouts to be a big risk. And expect another chance for a lot of Earth-directed solar storms. Now switching to our moon, we are now coming through the second quarter phase on our way to a full moon, with a full moon being on the 25th. So you night sky watchers, if you want to catch those dim objects in the sky, like, I don't know, maybe some aurora over the next few days, you're going to have this bright companion to contend with, so you're going to need to check your local rise and set times. Now, switching to our solar storm conditions and aurora possibilities over the coming week, we are anticipating the solar storm hits from those three solar storms that are on their way to Earth. Now, at high latitudes, NOAA is expecting major storm conditions. Uh, in fact, expecting about a G2 level, but I'm going to say about a G1 to G2 level. It's kind of no hard to know whether or not the solar storm is going to impact late on the 22nd or into the 23rd, but we definitely could get storming into the 23rd at G2 levels, possibly even uh, maybe a 35% chance or even a 60% chance of G3 levels at high latitudes over the 22nd and 23rd. Expecting by the 24th, things will be calming down a little bit, still with about a 20% chance of a major storm that's at a G2 level at high latitudes until about the 25th. Then things finally will whew, kind of settle down. But Aurora photographers, if you're at high latitudes, you definitely could get some decent shows. Now, of course, the magnetic field of, this, of these solar storms have to be oriented the right way in order to give us a lot of aurora. So it's still kind of a guessing game for us. But nonetheless, you're going to get some decent chances here over the next three days. Now, as we switch to mid-latitude conditions, well, we are still expecting to be on a storm watch on the 22nd. Noah's giving us about a, a, a chance for active conditions. We could bump up to minor storm levels, but we do have about a 20% chance for a major storm at uh, on the 22nd as we wait for that the first storm impact. And then, of course, on the 23rd, that's when we really expect to get a lot of storming. Aurora photographers, even at mid-latitudes, you definitely could get some decent chances for Aurora. And we are seeing this fast-moving storm uh, on its way because we can see that shockwave already in the data. So it is coming. So keep your fingers crossed and your batteries charged.
Now, switching to our solar flare and dayside radio blackout outlook over the coming week, well, we are dealing with a lot of active regions in Earth view and a few M flare flares as well. So that's going to keep our solar flux well into the triple digits. We're sitting in the mid 170s right now. That may dip a little bit as a couple regions move off to the sun's far side, but we have lots of regions rotating into Earth view over this next coming week. So expect those numbers to start rising again. But that means good radio propagation on Earth's day side, if a bit noisy. In fact, we're expecting moderate noise on the bands this week. NOAA's giving us about a 50% chance right now for R1 to R2 level radio blackouts and a 10% chance of even R3 level radio blackouts. And this is easily going to continue throughout this week. We might even see that risk rise a little bit as we move into next week. Again, that's because of those new regions rotating into EarthView. So amateur radio operators and emergency responders, if you are dealing with the dayside radio bands, expect that noise to continue to climb and expect radio blackouts to be on the menu. So the space weather this week is definitely picking up. We have three Earth-directed solar storms on their way, and this means Aurora photographers, over the next 24 hours, we could get hit by the first of a series. So definitely keep your batteries charged because we could get Aurora cleared down to mid-latitudes if the orientation of the magnetic field of those solar storms is the right way. Now, amateur radio operators and emergency responders, well, you know, things have been reasonably quiet for you, but that noise is beginning to ramp back up on the dayside radio bands, and this is because of region 3559, and it's going to get even worse because we're having some new regions rotate into EarthView. So the dayside radio bands are going to be a little bit dicey with the risk of radio blackouts increasing. And now you GPS users, well, the same kind of story goes for you. We do have the noise rising on the dayside radio bands, and then we're going to have these big solar storms that are going to be hitting. So, you know, over the next few days, be very vigilant. Your GPS reception could be problematic, especially near dawn, near dusk, and anywhere near Aurora. And of course, you UAV and drone flyers, well, be sure once the solar storms hit to calibrate your magnetometers often. I'm Tamitha Scove. Thank you for listening. <laughs>